Hi, I'm Jason Gant, the pastor of Kids and Family here at Resurrection. I'm so glad you tuned in today. We've got a special guest in Krista Eiler, or you may know her as Funky Mama Music here in the Kansas City area. You might know her from her extensive musical theater uh, uh, writing and performing here in the Kansas City area, formerly on uh, KNBC uh, News as a reporter, uh, now an early childhood specialist. We're going to cover a lot of topics today in a short amount of time, but giving you some practical uh, applications as a parent, uh, because maybe you've got some child with uh, children with some special needs, or maybe Maybe you can learn some new things today around sensory uh, challenges, sensory disorders, around OCD. We've got some great stuff as, uh, well, as Krista shares her own life and heart. Uh, she's a follower of Christ, trying to be the best mom, best person she can be. You're going to hear that come through in her humility and her passion. Uh, so we're so glad you joined us today. Let's kick this interview off. Well, we'll start light and then we'll go deeper. Sounds so good. Sounds tell good. us about the fun music that you make for kids. Well, I, for the last 15 or 16 years now, I write original rock and roll for kids. It's a very high energy kind of show, interactive. It's funky. Well, I guess that's kind of a subjective term. <laughs> I mean, maybe I've been called other things in my life, but funky's a good one to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, I write music that kind of just makes kids want to dance, want to have fun, play games together. Sure. I, I usually don't like being up on a stage. I like kind of being down with the children. And yeah. as uh, I've told you before that I, I've met thousands of children, literal thousands of children yes. and parents. And I feel very privileged that I've gotten the opportunity to kind of be in their homes through my music. You know, when CDs yeah. were a thing? CDs oh, sure. Thing. Yeah. And that when I would sell them at my shows, I didn't quite realize the impact until now, about 10 years later, where those kids that were with me at the beginning are now, they've graduated high school. Sure. And their moms and dads would say, you were in our kitchen every morning. Oh, you cool. know, your music, we put our kids to sleep to your music. Yeah. And that is the best feeling ever. And you don't cool. think about it when you're doing gig after gig after gig after gig. You don't, you don't really think about the impact. You think about entertaining sure. these children. In the and moment. If, yeah. Right. And if you're lucky enough, you get to have some really good relationships with parents and families. I mean, when parents come back show after show, I'm genuinely happy to see them. Yeah. And if you're ever at one of my shows and I see people I know who come in, I'll just say, hey, how are you guys? It's good to see you. Because that's really how I genuinely feel. Yeah. I'm very grateful that they want to come share some music with well, me. That's cool. And yeah. music's taken you some places. One yes. unique place was the White House. I know. Right? That's Tell us this crazy, story because this, this is pretty cool. Okay. So I was very pregnant with my son, Charlie. I was nine months pregnant. Wow. And I got the opportunity to sing at the White House Easter egg roll. It was in 2007. Yeah. George W. was in yes. the White House. Yes. And the, the way I got this gig... Um, I knew some other people who had done this, like uh, Mr. Stinky Feet, Jim Cosgrove, yep. and Dina O'Dell, two of my brothers in children's music. Yes. They both had gone. I went, well, I wonder, wonder how I get into this. This would be fun. So I found the PR firm who was running the event, and I really cold emailed them. Yeah. And I said, this is who I am. I live in Kansas City. I do children's music. Here is some of my work and some videos. They wrote me back pretty quickly and said, hey, we're just deciding the awesome. lineup right now and wrote back again. And they said, hey, let's let's get you to the White House. It oh, was one cool. of those things that happened so quick quickly. You think you might 
have read it wrong or sure, something sure. like that. And or you know, hey, at nine months pre- pregnant, oh, I probably gosh. shouldn't do this, but you're not going to miss this oh, opportunity, well, right? <laughs> I went to my OB and I said, "Okay, here's the sitch. Um, I got invited to the White House to sing, and I said, what do I need from you to make right. this happen?'" And she just kind of rolled her eyes, knowing full well I was going. She's, I think, she gave me a letter. If okay. someone asked me on the plane, oh sure, a letter Should of permission, flying, right? Yeah. Uh, and we checked with our insurance company. We had a hospital picked out that was just a couple blocks from the White House. Yeah, and I, all, all the moms who may be listening who are pregnant know Braxton Hicks contractions are very unpleasant, and when you've been on four flights and oh changes the whole time, I was contracting, but. I was having too much fun. You just kind of just, those things that you put in the back of your mind. This, see, <laughs> that's just incredible to hear. I can't, I can't well, know like, or imagine uh, what that's like. It's, but like, the, just, it's like this, Jason. You go, uh, I just know women are stronger. I just know women are stronger. You know, I think men and women are a good compliment, and we each have our own strengths. But yes, we can give birth, and it does make you a little bit tougher because of what you have to go through. Wow. But it was so fun. I mean, my husband sure. was very concerned, and my brother played keyboards for sure. me. He was there. They were always checking, like, how are we doing? No baby well, yet. Yeah, we right. we would joke a lot. We say, wouldn't it be amazing publicity if Charlie was born on like the, at, White House at the White House? House. <laughs> so my my youngest son, who is sixteen, he has always said that he's been to the White House. He's been in the on the White House lawn. I was like, well, well yeah. and you met the first lady at the time, I did. Right? Laura Bush. I yeah. met her outside of a porta potty, which I think is a great. Uh, well, the porta potties <laughs> on the grounds when they have the Easter egg roll, they're huge. I mean, they're they're huge. Really fancy porta potties, right? Presidential, (laughs) apparently, in case he wants to use it. (laughs) And so I came out, and you know, you know, ladies, when you're pregnant, you have to go a lot. So I was waddling myself out of this really fancy hotel porta potty, and the Secret Service stopped me. And it is just what you see in the movies. They have sunglasses on, the ties. They're all like checking their right their inner, you know, your ear things. And and I said, "Mm, I'm not a threat. To anyone, if you right. look at me, I'm right. not a threat. And then he he waved me on, and I as I walked by, I realized Mrs. Bush was right there, and that's why the detail. And I waddled up to her and just said, "Hey, thanks for having us over." And she was fun. lovely. She was absolutely lovely and gracious, and told me to have a good time. Asked about the baby because clearly right. she was like, "Oh, she was please, concerned please too. don't give birth. Please don't give birth at my house." But it was a great experience, and we were in a tent with the Jonas Brothers when they were pretty much babies, and Miley Cyrus. It was all the Disney people. Sure. And then the Sesame Street time asked about the baby, because clearly she was like, oh, please please don't give birth. Please don't give birth at my house. But it was a great experience, and we were in a tent with the Jonas Brothers when they were pretty much babies, and Miley Cyrus. It was all the Disney people. Sure. And then the Sesame Street cast was there. Wow. And so so we joked that we were these tiny, this little tiny table, and then all of these other celebrities were, children celebrities were in different parts of this tent. I said, I, I think they're probably making more than we, we are. For this. I'm sure you represented all of it us was, well here in was, Kansas City. It was so <laughs> fun and amazing that it happened. That's too cool. I was, I was grateful. Grateful. Well, and that's just one of your passions. Uh, yeah. Another is you're writing musicals, yeah. uh, which is really cool. You've even won some awards uh, for yeah. the musical Overture and most recently the Sparkle Tones. And I think you're writing again. And we are. Just pursuing a passion that 
in your life. Anything you want to share about that? Oh, sure. I don't know if your podcast is long enough to talk about all the... <laughs> if I go down the musical theater nerd wormhole, we'll never get out. I'll pull, um, I'll pull it back. Don't <laughs> that's worry. Right. Thank back. goodness. Um, my co-writer is Barb Nichols. She's a local director, and we've been friends for 25 years. She's directed me in a lot of shows, and we just decided that we would write a musical. I, start, I wrote cool. a song, and... I had already done one children's musical that she directed, but wasn't a part of the writing process. So I thought, I trust her. She has great vision. She's super smart, is a great writer. I said, yeah. how about we write a musical together? And yeah. and we went for it. And it was about, it's called Overture, and it was about the 1953 season of the Kansas City Philharmonic. And it took wow. place, you know, it's a period piece. It's an old book musical. It has a formula. And so we did it at the Kansas City Fringe Festival, and then we did a full run. And then we just decided, got a wild hair, and thought, we're going to apply to the New York Musical Festival. We won't get in. They're not going to want us. They have all these <laughs> entries from all over the world. Well, we were top 10, selected as yeah. one of the top 10 people. That means you have to go to New York and put on your sure. show at a theater on West 42nd Street, which is considered off-Broadway. Yeah, that's awesome. So we had a surreal adventure taking 20 people to from Kansas City to New York to work for 10 days. And we actually did a documentary about it that PBS aired last year. It was called Worth Waiting For. You can still find it on okay. Kansas City PBS. Yeah. It's called Worth Waiting For. And um, cool. I had all this footage from our adventure. Yeah. And I thought, well... You know, my past news career says, yes. get this stuff together. Don't waste it. So yes. I put together this documentary and uh, aired last year. And it was so fun to watch because we won one of the awards, Best of Fest, the Audience Choice Award. Very cool. And the strange little ripple to this is we thought any money we make there will be put into our business account. We can seed money for the next project. Well, uh, it's called NIMF, New York Musical Festival. It went okay. bankrupt. Oh, and wow. we didn't. Okay. So we didn't get a single penny. Oh, OK. <laughs> of our, but we would not trade it sure. for the world. Sure. No, just like the White House, when you're having an, an extraordinary experience, you think, oh, well, this is I get one extraordinary experience. Yeah. And in my life, I feel like I keep getting surprised by extraordinary experiences. Right. And I try to capitalize on that. And I'm, cool. I'm very grateful that every time, I don't expect it, but I'm always surprised by joy. I just am very, it's a cool feeling to get to have these surprises pop up. Yeah. That I do believe that God is the instigator for these. Yes. I think God gives us tools and says, yeah. what you going to do with a kid? Right, Go, right. Let's see what you do. Well, great segue, because yeah. I know you're a person of faith. You I are am. a believer. I you am. hope and seek to follow after Jesus. Hope and that's so. clearly coming through. Imperfectly. Right? <laughs> very, very imperfectly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You're an early child specialist Yeah. Uh, in, in your day job. My day job is I work as a uh, special needs para in the Spring Hill District. And if you're not familiar with what a para does, para means, I think in in the language, it means uh, to be come alongside. Come alongside, yeah. right. And so I'm basically paired with children K through five who are either on the spectrum or they have physical disabilities or emotional needs um, mm. that can assist a teacher in yeah. their daily function and bring those kids into the regular and classroom. That is a special calling. It really I love is. It. And, it's, I love and it. the need is growing. Oh, it's always. So much always. so that you've experienced a non-typical uh, one of your sons yeah. having a, a kind of a non-typical childhood experience. Right. Tell us a little bit about that and how that 
it, it is the journey. As any parent knows, when you're put in charge of this little life, you know it's going to be a roller coaster. You just don't know what kind of roller coaster. Maybe right. it's a roller coaster that's on fire at times, or it goes underwater, <laughs> sure. or go, takes so many loop de loops. That's like, a great gets, analogy. You get sick. <laughs> We've had a roller coaster. My oldest son is such a cool kid. He is an outside of the box thinker. He's an artist. Mm. He's a great writer, a great video producer and animator. But when he was about three years old, you know, his vocab was off the charts. I mean, he recognized all the letters. He could memorize entire books. He was just above yeah. um, intellectually. But he was delayed in his gross motor function, his fine motor function. And when I talked with his preschool teachers, I said, I know there's something, something's going on. Yeah. And he also had some strange behaviors. And I will give you an example. Um, we called him our crasher basher because he'd be a kid who kind of ram his head into people and things. Right. I mean, and it, like have to pound on things. And it was all very, uh, 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 a crasher basher. Yeah. yeah, it was a yeah. strong activity that he would always do. It would look like too rough of play sometimes. Okay. Yeah. He would run his head along the carpet in a room. And we thought, well, he's just active. You know, he's, sure. a, he's a boy, he's active. Sure. Um, he's got a lot of wildness in him. Right. And sometimes it would present as extraordinary temper tantrums. And mm. my husband and I are very disciplined parents. We're very loving parents, but I didn't have any tools right. for what I was seeing. Right. I knew something was off. I remember telling my best friend, you know, hoisting my son over my shoulder when he was screaming bloody murder over nothing that I was like, I don't know what is going on. And um, we decided on the advice of our, his preschool teachers to get him in a fine motor class over the summer to get him ready for kindergarten. Right. And so as I was on the website of Children's Therapy Group, it's a local organization um, that I adore, yeah. um, there was a link on their website for sensory processing disorder checklist. Hmm. And I went, hmm, I'm gonna click on this. So. As I went down the checklist, every single behavior that was represented there, my son had showed me, exhibited. Wow. I had one of those epiphany moments where I called mm. my mom. I said, I found it. I think I know what's going wow. on. And my mother's when she jumps in, she's like, let's figure it out. Let's let's go do this. And so I got him an um, occupational therapy evaluation. They're, they're expensive and they're long. Uh, for a four-year-old to complete, sure. um, not usually covered by insurance, which is mm. the bummer. Yeah. But at, Joseph left this evaluation early because he was so exhausted. But I went to the OT and I said, I said, tell me that something I'm not crazy. Tell me that I am not a crazy mom or a bad mom. Sure. And she said, oh, no, no. She goes, something's definitely going on with his sensory yeah. systems. And I remember bursting into tears because I finally had an answer that if name, you see, right? yeah, you had a name. And if you can see the issue, I'm a person, I'll go after it. You know, right. I'm going to be tenacious, especially when it's your kid. Sure. When course. it's your kid, you will do anything yes. to help them feel okay. And so Joseph started extensive occupational therapy, extensive fine motor therapy, gross motor. They do, OT is right under Jesus for me. I That's adore awesome. them because the work they do is literally life-changing. Yeah. And now he, you know, he was in peds, pediatric. Right. So, but OT ranges through geriatric populations. I mean, they are sure. so essential. Anyway, so Joseph um, 
really thrived quickly under the therapies. I mean, he could get on a swing now. He could yeah. ride a bike. Oh, he could. Great. It was like unlocking boxes one at a time. Right. And I have been able to share what I've learned through so with so many moms and dads. That's I've great. been through Funky Mama, as I said, I've met thousands of people. Yeah. And those who approach me as a friendly person and we get to talking, I've been able to share, you know, my son's experience and my journey as a mom kind of going right. along with him and learning. And then once I became a preschool teacher and a preschool administrator, I get an, uh, a group of people who are coming to me for advice. Right. And I'm I'm very careful about re sharing resources unless I've experienced it myself. Yeah. And so the thing with SPD is that your pediatrician will not be able to diagnose it. Right. They may be able to recommend an OT therapy place for you. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it's currently in their diagnostic manual. I think it's the DSM-5. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. something like that. And it's not listed in there. Right. And I hope someday it will be so it's covered by insurance. Yes, yes. Um, may, it will make that a lot easier for families to get help faster. Right. right. Um, but parents should know there are so many options, especially here in Kansas City. There are so many yes. wonderful organizations where you can take your child and have them evaluated. There is no harm in going in. Don't be afraid of going in That's and right. discovering something. Because once you see it, you can name it and you can yes. go after it. Mental health science absolutely. is a gift from God. The understanding of it oh, is absolutely. important. and. The care, the therapy, the medications, mm -hmm. the offerings, these are really, really important tools. Oh, absolutely. But you also mentioned a couple of books that you found eye-opening. Yes. Oh, life-changing for me as um, a mom. I mean, yeah. I I love information. Yes. I love learning. And as I said, I was tenacious about finding resources when my child was hurting. One of the books that I think every mom and dad should have is uh, The Whole Brain Child. Right. And these are readily available on Amazon. They're a reason they're bestsellers. Mm -hmm. But The Whole Brain Child is something I, um, when I was a preschool administrator, I had all of my teachers read it, gave it to them as a gift. I've given it to so many moms who have asked. It explains how a child's brain works, how mm -hmm. it develops, how it grows. And in terms of brain breaks where it's literally breaking in certain parts so it can right. grow. It's fascinating research. And as a mom, I went after it to help my son. So what I learned is um, there's a, a an example of the, if your brain, I'm holding my hand in a fist, if your brain is in a fist and all of a sudden you flip your fingers up, it's like your brain gets flipped. Right. Uh, picture a three-year-old building a tower and some kid comes along, knocks the tower over, the kid's brain gets flipped because they're right. so angry. Moment, yeah. Right? Now, this isn't even talking about sensory stimuli. This is just something happens. Right. And the kid flips out. So the only thing that's going to get that child's brain to calm back down is if you meet that child, not with equal rage or anger right. or frustration that they just are flipping out when you're tired. It's you have to meet that child with calm and empathy right. and being calm and empathizing even when you don't want to. That's the hardest mm. thing. When yeah. you're a tired mom and dad and you just got home from work right. and they're flipping out on the floor and all you want them to do is watch Bob the Builder or right. Bluey right. or whatever. Um, but you have to meet that child 
on their level with empathy. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the thing that really stuck with me with my son's care because they were long days. And as I shared with SPD, it's often comorbid or partnered with another disorder. Not always. The autism spectrum is so varied and wide. It's a rainbow of fruit flavors out there on the spectrum. I mean, I think everybody's on the spectrum. Sure. We're just different different levels and shades. Okay. So my son also was diagnosed with OCD when he was seven. And OCD was the monster. OCD, I mean, SPD was a piece of cake compared to full-blown OCD. Um, Required extensive therapy. And I know it probably isn't any parent's first choice to put their child on medication. But let me say... Better living through chemistry if your child needs it to function. Sure. There's no shame in seeking medical care through Listen. medicine yeah. for your child if they need it. I mean, we didn't medicate our kid just because it was easy. It was right. a last resort. But I'm so glad we did. We had it under a therapist's care. Mm. We didn't just willy-nilly this. We right. went very slowly. Right. But there are experts out there to help. If you need that. And once my son received the help his brain needed. See, that's the thing I don't think people realize. It's not the child wanting to mess up your day or make it harder. Right. Why would they do that? Right. Children don't act that way. I mean, some I know some parents right now are like, well, yes, they do. They do in my (laughs) house. Sure. They don't. Their brain, (laughs) if it's not getting what it needs, is telling that child to do it. And guess what? They will do it. Because yeah. their brain is telling them. In OCD care, therapists tell children to name the OCD, something yeah. outside themselves, so you can start calling it that thing. Like my son named it the hornet because it felt like it stung him 24-7. Oh, yeah. So we would start saying, is the hornet right. making you do so this? You can kind of capture What's the it hornet doing right now? Strategize around it. And it takes the shame away from the child because children do feel shame when they're realizing their behavior is not like their peers. Right. Right. And we don't even want to use the word normal or not normal. It's really typical. It's normal for that child who is struggling. Yes. And that's the thing that I let me just say that for any mom or dad out there who is going through maybe what I just mentioned, maybe that's how God is going to use me in this today. I hope so. Yes. That. You are going to have to be your child's advocate always through education. Yes. You will have to talk with principals and vice principals. They're teachers. You may have to deal with bullying. You may have to deal with education plans. I mean, you probably will. And once you get your mind around that, don't think eight years in the future. Think about today, what your child needs today. And sometimes my husband and I, at the end of a really hard day, would high-five each other and say, the kids are alive and we're still married, and that's good enough for today. <laughs> that's a win, right? That's it's, a win. Well, yeah, and I would have to ask forgiveness from both of my boys when I would lose, when my brain would get flipped. Sure. I'd be tired or frustrated. I had a visceral response to something, and I'm an educated person in early childhood. I sure. know that sure. wasn't the right response. I would say, guys, I made some mistakes today. I am so sorry. I apologize. Will you forgive me? And I think it's important that we humble ourselves for our children. Oh, absolutely. And especially when you know you've screwed up. That's such an important lesson. Uh, All too often, we want to project to our kids that we have it together. We know all things. We are the authority. Therefore, do not question or we don't doubt. Our Mm -hmm. kids need to learn we're human. 
Um, it doesn't mean that they need to hear or see the darkest of our secrets no, or the, the no. greatest fears within us, but they need us to be humble. I think so too. Right? They need yeah. us to show that we are willing to say, please forgive me. I made a mistake. Right. It's a modeling behavior to teach them. And so thanks we're for trying. sharing that. We're <laughs> trying. Well, we also say another quarter in the therapy jar when my husband <laughs> and I do things that we're like, we're going to hear about that at a barbecue in 20 years from now. I'm pretty sure of it. And you will. I mean, despite your best efforts, yeah. and we try to give our best efforts for our kids, we're human. That's and right. you're going to screw up sometimes. But most of the time, I think you're going to get it right. Absolutely. And I, I would tell the parents that were at my preschool or with whom I would see on a daily basis that would come to me with an issue with their child and ask my honest advice. I'd say you are your child's expert. Right. You are the expert. That's right. And whatever you're feeling about your child is valid. And if you need help, there is help. Go get it. Yes. And I, whatever resources I have, they are yours. Yes. I mean, I, I put books and information and doctor's names that I knew personally in the hands of so many parents. I've lost count. Well done. Well, I'm, well done. <laughs> I'm grateful. I feel why else would I go through something Yes. I mean, and my son's that real hero. I mean, he's the most resilient person I know, and he's happy and joyful. I've always described my son as a puppy. Mm. My oldest, he's a puppy. He's just bouncing around and yeah. happy. And oh, um, and my younger son um, did not present in the same way at all as his older brother. Yeah. Um, but every child has something they're dealing with. I'm sure. just always grateful when my boys let me in. Yeah. I think we've always tried right. to keep the door open. It gets real hard when they're teenagers. Sure. And they they want their autonomy. They want their independence, kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. mostly they're still financially dependent on us. Sure. But emotionally, <laughs> too, sometimes. And sometimes I forget that because my boys look like men, and they're very responsible and independent for the most part. But there are times they still need me, and they still oh, need my absolutely. husband emotionally, which I'm grateful for, yes. that they will still come and be honest with me about things. Krista, this has been really, really helpful. I'm glad. I, um, I just thank you for sharing your heart and your passions. Sure. Because my hope today was not only to say, hey, there's a great music uh, giver, a, a great performer in our area, not only in the theater world, uh, not only formally in the journalistic world. Yeah, I know, so um, many worlds. But I loved how you said to me earlier that you found your your passion in early childhood, mm -hmm. uh, and I share that same passion. So I understand uh, that piece of it that really has come to light, and there's a passion that's coming through there. I don't think it was a surprise uh, that what you're learning in early childhood was also an opportunity of how you can parent better. And that's our hope oh. is to equip our parents on not only being affirmed as, hey, everyone's in this human struggle together. Right. We're all trying to be the best parents we can be, uh, the best caregiver mm -hmm. givers we can be, also the best humans we can be. Uh, and you've shown that um, not only in the in the joy and fun through your music, but also here in the in the area and what you shared today, offering some great resources, some Thanks. great books. Whole Brain Child uh, mm -hmm. as a great resource. Check out uh, your your website at Funky Mama Music. Yep. That's uh, Funky M A M A Music M -A -M -A, yeah. dot com. Um, you you offer a lot of resources there, early childhood resources, mm -hmm. plus the connection to your YouTube videos, which are great, fun for <laughs> kids. Um, tell some fun stories on there. I'd love for people to check it out, share it with your friends. You also have, uh, right as this is airing, uh, a show coming up in uh, Saturday morning, August is it the 10th? Oh, my goodness. Uh, of course, I have the date wrong. Let me check me. my own website. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. That's why I put them up there. My busy mom brain is still busy. Sure. 
sure. that I go, when is my next gig? I, I have to refer to I, my own website. Yeah, I think it's the first Saturday morning in August at Row Park. Yes. Uh, and yes. Uh, it's yeah, a Saturday morning uh, concert. You can check it out at funkymamamusic.com. But we're just so glad you're here. And one last thing I want to say is you've heard uh, Krista mention some specialties around uh, counseling needs or mental health needs. We want to be the church that supports you in that. If, if you are in the midst of a struggle with mental health or your children are in the midst of a struggle with mental health, our care and counseling uh, ministry is happy to come beside you to support you to care for you. We've built partnerships across the city in every area of need, uh, every area of, of of challenge in your life, and we would love to care for you. And so, don't be a hesitate to reach out to our church uh, at Resurrection Church. We would love to connect with you in that way. We would love to be uh, a beacon of light in our community. That's our hope. And so this is not just for affirming and edifying parents, but also learning and sharing knowledge, best practices, mm-hmm. great learnings, on-the-ground learnings that you shared with us today. Uh, and in also, the trenches. Yeah, in, in the, the trenches. trenches. And also some joy, some summer fun. Let's go out and uh, enjoy a concert in the park, and you can check all that out at Funky Music. Uh, funkymamamusic.com. Thank you again, again, Krista. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for tuning in. Share this with your friends and come and be a part of our worshiping community. We're so glad that you joined us today.